Welcome to the All the Books Show, episode 249. That's not how I normally say it. It's not, but I kind of liked it. I'm just going to go with it, yeah. You jazzed it. I uh, like it. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Nick Gunning. You also didn't say that we're the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. We are the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. That we are. Yes, we are. How are you doing so today, reaching man? reaching out into the world How's your, how's your the library. How's your quarantine life? Well, it is pretty great with a capital Q. Re- hmm. For, th- for the quarantine part. You really threw me for a loop there. Oh, I get it. Q for quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Q for quarantine, but you're yeah. also spelling great with quarantine. Yeah, well. That means you're spelling great. Q-U-E-A-T. The thing is. T, why not? We're all, we're all in this together. There's no, there's no I in quarantine, you know, and I think that's important to remember at these times. So. All right, Roger, Roger Dangerfield. Yeah, all right. Roddy, I, uh, I can't believe it. I'm stuck at home. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry, well, you, you said that, and now I, I'm, I'm trying to come up with Rod, Roger Day, uh, Rodney, Rodney Roger Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Do you uh, think? Fits do you think the film the would the film Ladybugs be accepted today? I say no. Hmm. I don't know. Where he makes Maybe Jonathan not. Brandis yeah. dress like a girl to play on an all-girls soccer team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see that. Oh, yeah. I don't see yeah. that hitting theaters these days. But. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, when I was working five days a week, I wanted to go home. Look, now I'm with my wife every day. Let me go to work. I get no That's respect at home. I get no respect. I tell you, I never got any I respect. Think I, turned, uh, I think my impression became like uh, Dice, the Dice guy. Andrew Dice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it did get a little dicey there at the end. Yes, it did. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, with apologies to the late great Rodney Dangerfield, uh, let's let's get this train a moving. Let's uh, yeah. let's open up let's open up the old bookmarks. Roger Dangerfield was very well known as being a train conductor. You keep so he'd, saying, he'd appreciate. It. You keep saying Roger, and it's Rodney. Rodney Rod- Dangerfield. Yeah, but Rodney is yeah. long for Roger. I can't remember what's the Rodney Dangerfield bit from the movie Aladdin. Is it? I, get, uh, I can't he, believe it. I'm losing to a rug. That's right. I'm losing to a rug. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. Your your Rodney becomes a big Yogi Bear. Hey 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 boo boo. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a fine line to Yogi really Bear. Be- Yogi Bear gets no respect, like Rodney Dangerfield, but I don't think Yogi Bear really demands the respect. You know what no, I mean? He doesn't care. He no. only wants the picnic basket. He, wants he doesn't a, care about. He wants a picnic hey, basket. Hey, did you watch Scoob yet? Is that in the bookmark? I didn't watch Scoob, but you know what? Let's let's roll that bookmark music so we can talk. Okay. I did not watch Scoob, but uh, we did watch Velma and Daphne, which we were just talking about. We did just talk about that. Literally yeah. just talking about it. Uh, and we had a good time with it. So it was good? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was uh, There was no Scooby cameo. I thought there was going to be a Scooby cameo. But no, yeah. it's uh, it's just Velma and Daphne at a very like high-tech school that's that's run by like a, a tech mogul you know and right away you see that like something is afoot with what's going on here it, you, you dive right in Velma and Daphne of course very different but very close and it's sure. actually pretty good you know it's it's pretty yeah. clever and it's fun um, we watched it we were gonna watch we actually were gonna watch Scoob but it's like $25 this Velma Daphne was just on Hulu so yeah. watch the, the whole reviews thing. for Scoob are atrocious are they really Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know that Scooby-Doo is really something that you think, like, let's update this. Let's make this modern and hip. Well, they did. Do you remember when they tried to do this with Hanna-Barbera in, like, I want to say the early 90s? Do you remember, like, Yo-Yogi? Do you remember that? I do remember Yo-Yogi. Oh, my gosh. He's all he's got, like, sunglasses on and thinks everything yeah. is, is rad. And yeah. they would air some episodes in 3D. So you had to get, like, the Yo-Yogi 3D glasses out of Kellogg's cereal. 
Remember when they updated the Looney Tunes to be like more nobody, edgy? Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Yeah. So you don't have to do it. Plan to watch Scoob, but so far I say Velma and Daphne's worth your time. And frankly, if they made that into a series, I would watch it. My okay. wife, my wife liked it. I liked it, and our six-year-old liked it. Sure. You know, we had a good time. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I want to get right to to your bookmark because we have a momentous thing that's happened here. Eric, please fill us in. I watched Gilda. That's not no. That's not what I meant. No? no. Rita Hayworth? No. Glenn Ford? That's not what I meant. Oh, Glenn Ford uh, from Superman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't nice. realize that. You okay. did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not Rita Hayworth to play Mockhead. Yeah. Yeah. Was she a famous actor? No, it's it's uh, in Superman Returns, they got like a silver screen era the famous actress to play her. But I don't, I don't remember who it was in the old Chris Reeve movie. But no, tell me about the book that you finally finished. Ah, uh, yes. I just read Age of X-Men. No. Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this? I, I finished The Wise Man's Fear by Patrick Rothfuss. Oh my god! Five years in the making yeah. for me. Yeah, we we had a different president when you started it. That's how long you've been reading that book. Gosh, yeah. I started it. I read about the first half of it, which is five hundred pages. Yeah. And I just put it down, and I never went back to it mm-hmm. ever. This quarantine has put that uh, fire under me to to pick it up and finish it. So I did. I gave it four stars at first, but then as I sat there thinking about it and reflecting, uh, meditating on it, I brought it down to three stars. Yeah. Maybe this will encourage me to finish a book that I did that with. I read 700 pages of Les Mis uh, by Victor Hugo, and I had another 700 to go. And I hit this point where it was like, I want to say 200 pages on Napoleon's Exile. And I was just like, Vic, I can't. I just... I'm not yeah. that into you, and I had to put it away. Yeah. But you were kind of snotty when you were reading that book, though. What? what? Like any time I made fun of you for reading Les Mis, it was like, "Oh yeah, how's this book that you're reading, stupid face?" I don't remember that, but that sounds that sounds right. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I also don't dispute it. I was reading it. the second Hyperion book. I was reading Fall of Hyperion, and I you made what? fun of Les Mis. You know, you were reading Les Mis as the movie was in theaters. Yeah. Well, it, yes. It was, you were just very raw. All your nerves were exposed. Huh. I shouldn't have been pushing at the time. You lashed out, but it was all reaction. So. You know, you were it, pure id at the time. If you had a superhero power, it would be to remember every negative thing I've ever done while simultaneously sweeping every positive thing under some rug somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and God bless super, you for it. Because I don't know if that's super battle effect. You though. are so consistent. And the I, only I way that power is useful off to is you. you're the villain. But you're also very susceptible to guilt, so mm. much so that you just stop fighting in whatever yeah. villainy you're doing. So if you're robbing Gosh. a bank, and I was like, "Hey Nick, remember that time you knocked my soda out of my hand?" I do laughed, remember. And everybody else laughed. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you put the money back now, Nick? Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, so Nick has never knocked the soda out from my hands. No. He did one time knock over a. Uh, I was trying to put together a fire in his backyard at the fireplace and he knocked everything over i had i had spent maybe like 10 minutes putting it all together he just came over and kicked it all over so listen to him though this is why my power isn't useful in battle you're just like that is funny i'm straight that's right yep exactly it's a scenario where if we were fighting on a team we couldn't fight each other because our powers completely (laughs) nullify the other yeah yeah, exactly. Exactly. So somehow I think oh my, my power gosh. reminding you of all the bad stuff yeah. just makes you stronger. Uh-huh. So it seems yeah, right. It's more like I'm Havoc and you're Bishop. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's cool. So that's very that, that's very specific. I hope uh You know what? Got that reference. In the nineties I too had a mullet. So that 
<laughs> that actually checks out. Yeah. That really does. Uh, but yeah, so Patrick, the yes. Wiseman's beer, it's fine. And everybody on Goodreads seems to love it. It's got a 4.57 on whatever that means. But like, it doesn't really end. And considering that it doesn't really end after he spends a bunch of time in this like monk-like area, but before that he was in this fairy realm just having sex for 200 pages. It's, you know, it's just like... I don't know what I don't know what the point of the series is anymore. Totally, mm. it, it, every now and then he'll ha, he'll talk to a character. I'm like, ah, yes, the plot. But I don't know. Considering the third, this came out in 2011, so it's taken him nine years to write book three. I mean, I don't. It's just get over yourself, Patrick. You did Rogers. it, but you made it to the end. I don't know if you noticed this, but on on the library's Facebook page, which is David A. Howe Public Library, if you're interested. We had asked you, hey, what are you reading this weekend? And one of the responses in the last couple of weeks was from Carolyn, who worked with us at the uh, the Houghton College Library, said that she was reading that book. Oh, yes. So maybe reading. she's finished it too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I hope she likes it better. Yeah, me too. Uh, so you're yeah. probably not going to follow this series. That's that's what we've learned from this. Well, I mean, I, hopefully it's only a trilogy, so I've only got one book left to read. So that – I mean. At the rate uh, you're going, you should be yeah. done by about 2035, yeah, it, something it, like that. I would to see it all. Yeah. Um, I read six different X-Men miniseries. They were all five-issue series that were part of the Age of X-Men. And I've been trying to work my thoughts out. I think I just need to write it down on a blog or something. There's just a lot of weaknesses to this series. It's just not very well thought out. They were really trying to harken back to the uh, Age of Apocalypse big event thing in the 90s. But that thing... Even though there's probably parts of it that's like, oh, this doesn't really make sense. Every book really had a point of view and was going somewhere and was only four issues. And that doesn't seem like, you know, one issue doesn't seem a lot. But that's six extra issues in a however long, you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus the beginning and then, I don't know. It's just like there's the concept is that it's a utopia where everybody's a mutant and some people are realizing something's wrong. And so the, the character who's doing this, X-Man, Nate Gray, he minds wipes some people to make them forget that they were wondering this. But there's also a group called the extremists who go around capturing people okay. who break the rules in this utopia. So there's a prison and that's and the prison people are second guessing this reality. So it's like, well, if you have if he's just mind wiping people, why do you have this prison? If the X Men are there, why do you have these extremists? Mm-hmm. If if he's doing this, I don't know. It's just it's just not well thought yeah. out. So well, I I was I was let down by it. But having finished that and uh, Matthew Rosenberg's Uncanny X Men run, I'm basically ready to read House of X, Powers of X. Okay. And uh, I don't want to. You, oh. So, but I'm gonna. I, it just seems so weird and different with I all like the, that twist at the end. Yeah, well, with all like the the clone bodies and stuff, and the the X Men being really weird and off character. I'm just, I don't know. Part of me is like, maybe I should read it when it's all done, and mm. there's like a sense of finality to it, rather yeah. than reading it and trusting whoever the writer. I can't remember. It's a uh, somebody dumb. <laughs> I say that cause it's Jonathan Hickman. I haven't really oh. liked a thing by Jonathan Hickman. People loved so. his Fantastic Four when it came out several years ago. Do you remember that? Maybe, but I hated his Avengers. Okay. Right now, I'm reading one more thing: stories and other stories by B.J. Novak. That was in my hey, books, stop. my books of the decade list. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah that's was. a recommendation of my wife. She handed it to me and said, "Read it." What the heck? 
Are you kidding me? I have been singing the praises of that book Uh for as long as you've been reading Wise Men Fear, and you pick Uh it up and you have the audacity to say it was because your wife told you to? She did tell me to. Good for her. I'm glad. I'm sorry. I'm glad she has such sway. I like your recommendation. It's part of the reason I also agreed, but I mean, she did just Mm -hmm. hand it to me as soon as I finished Wise Men Fear. Backpedaling. So has she read it? Uh How she and I never talked about this? Yeah, she listened to it. She she did the audiobook. She Talk gave it five to stars. Kendra about okay. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been reading. Nice Criterion Channel Hit me. update. Let me have it. Uh, I have watched. Uh, what did I talk about last time? Hmm. I'll so, just you know so what? Ever, I'll just say what I watched with my two week free trial because yes. it's over today. Okay. Oh. I watched uh, Mikey and Nikki with uh, Columbo. Peter Falk. Yep. We talked about this. I watched uh, Persona, The Fireman's Ball, The Limey, Godzilla Rides Again, Vampire, The Vanishing, Walkabout, Mothra vs. Godzilla, Brief Encounter, The Last Picture Show, A Night to Remember, Gilda, The Stranger, Ghidorah, The Three-Headed Monster, Long Day's Journey, Into Night, uh, which is a Chinese noir dream film, uh, Hard Day's Night, The Beatles film, My Dinner with Andre, and Old Joy. What did you think of Hard Day's Night? was fun i like it. uh kendra loved it it's it's fun just to watch them just like hang out and mess around did yeah. did my dinner with andre make that episode of community where abed acts that out make more sense to you yeah i mean okay. they, they nailed it with that episode of community absolutely <laughs> before before your subscription lags you got to watch three women with our friend john davy that's right you he's been on this one. show and he's been in that movie so <laughs> there's there's a perfect where you where else are you gonna find a cross-section like that nowhere is the yeah answer. that's true that's true. All right. Well, I hope that this time around your subscription stays on accidentally as it did last time. Yeah, so I feel like it might not, a little bit yeah. more blood out of that stone. Yeah. I may don't realize my email account has already gotten four months and two extra weeks Wait without me. Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. So technically, since it was a gift from my wife, you know what I mean. Two people. It's all the same. Yeah. Two separate people. Yeah. I think ethically you're fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I finished some stuff. Mm-hmm. I read this with my son. It's a junior graphic novel by Ben Hatkey called Zeta the Space Girl. And I think this is one oh, of yeah. the very first things you bought for the library when you started way back when. Uh, maybe. We might have had a copy and I just got more of them. This is actually pretty good. This is one, like I said, my son who just turned six. Happy birthday, buddy. Was his, He's reading a little bit more and he's liking the, the comic book style. So we picked a couple like this. And so I read it to him, and it really was a lot of fun. It's about a girl and her friend who find a little remote, and they press it, and they end up on another planet. They're separated, and she's got to get her friend back, but the people there are holding him captive because he's meant to fulfill a prophecy that their people have to like mm-hmm. save this world that they're on. So it was actually really good, and it's part of a series, so we'll probably read the rest yes. of them together, but uh, I like Zeta's to start. Space Girl, she's got a couple, and then there's Mighty Jack is his other series. Yeah, And then in September... He crossed them over, and mm-hmm. you can read Mighty Jack and Zeta the Space yep. Girl. Yep, the crossover of the century. Yeah, so like uh, like like uh, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, or the Snyder Cut that's happening now. Oh yeah, to curse us all. Yep, until we scream into the nether and we cease to be. It's... Or, or kind of like that time when Jessica Fletcher uh, from Murder She Wrote was on Magnum PI. It's a similar. Okay, yeah. Similar Crazy vibe. that her and Columbo never teamed up. Tonight. I know. Yeah. She mentions Columbo in one of the books, and I like that little Easter egg. But It's crazy to me that Nancy Drew was never proven to be the daughter of Jessica Fletcher, hmm. or, or like a grown-up Jessica Fletcher or something, but Hold I on. guess that wouldn't change her name. making some notes for a fan fiction I'm writing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. My daughter Same. Nancy's coming to visit me, Mr. Columbo. So, <laughs> your da- I have a daughter named Nancy, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Marvel, I read... Oh, the I Hardy read... Boys can be related to Columbo. Yeah, that's perfect. My nephews... Okay. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, read the, I read the big Marvel event, Fear Itself. Yeah. You know. It's funny, because you were like, I'm not going to read Siege. But I will read Fear Itself, which is a crap story. Listen, I didn't read Siege because I could not bear to go back any farther than the place that I was at. I only okay. read Fear Itself because every single series that I'm reading is a Fear Itself. Yeah. Crosses over, like has multiple issues in Fear Itself, and it's like a situation <sighs> where Fear Itself is trash. Like with the Red Hulk, for example, some really right. crucial stuff happens in there, so I had to That's read true. it. I didn't particularly like it, but I got through it. Another thing that I'm really not liking, and I got to say, for the most part, I'm very much enjoying the Marvel Unlimited app. I'm having a good time with it. Woo! But New Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis is terrible. The I, New Avengers... New Avengers is... is the post-heroic Luke, or the... Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and their yeah. baby are like running the Avengers with, um, with Ms. Marvel and The Thing and Spider-Man yeah. and Doctor Strange. Seems yeah. like it should be good. I want to say that no. it is 60% about Luke and Jessica raising their child. Yeah. 40% is yeah. just... God, off I get the wall so mad dialogue. When I think about Bendis sometimes. It's really yeah. I've been liking the, the main Avengers story, which is written by Brian Michael Bendis, and I'm also liking Secret Avengers, but New Avengers mm-hmm. is not worth my time. I finished the Enterprise book that I was reading, Star Trek Enterprise book called By the Book by Dean Wesley Smith and Catherine Rush. This was a lot of fun. What I, does a Scott Bakula impression even sound like? I don't know. I can't do one. Um, <laughs> kindly. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Go back to the review then. <laughs> uh, this this just reads like a fun episode, and it is fifty percent. Uh, the the main crew is going down on a planet, doing a first contact with two species that are on the same planet who don't communicate, uh, and no. of course, wackiness ensues. Sure. And the other half is the lower level crew doing a, a tabletop role playing game. It's just a lot of fun. I liked it a lot, and it's one that we're doing for a book club with my buddies, and uh, I think we're gonna have a good time talking about it. Uh, I think that's a good. That's the best Enterprise book that I've read out of the only only of the three that I have ever read. I'm currently <laughs> reading Theft by Finding by David Sedaris. So, my love okay. of David Sedaris is well documented on this podcast. Yeah, I'm surprised you even have more. Well, to read. Yeah. This is this is a collection of diary entries ranging from I want to say nineteen seventy seven. Read his diary. I know. Nineteen seventy seven to two thousand two. And that's part of the reason why I never picked it up was because it's just diary entries, you know, it's not like it's not full essays or anything like that. But uh, it's on Libby, and so I'm listening to the audiobook read by him, and it is just it's perfect and in retrospect, I feel like I would go back and put this in my books to read during quarantine. Because oh, well, you can talk about it here. <laughs> well, because it's just you don't have to you don't have to sit down and give it a bunch of time. And in the intro, he's like, "Please don't sit down and read this as you would a novel. Like, just read little sections and then walk away from it." So it's been perfect mm-hmm. while I'm like hanging the clothes up or like you know loading the dishwasher or something to just listen to a little bit of it. Because sometimes it will be mm-hmm. a pretty extended story, and other times it'll just be like one or two lines. Like one is just you know January third, nineteen eighty two. I ran into a little girl with her mom, and the little girl looked at her mom and said, "I hate that man." And that's it. Like that's that's the only, <laughs> it's the only entry for that day, and it's just uh, it's delightful. 
So, <laughs> you know, uh, right. if, if you want to, if you really want to read David Sedaris, I would say probably Me Talk Pretty One Day or maybe even more, I would say Dress Your Family in Corduroy and Denim. Those are probably uh, better starting places than this, but I'm having a good time with it. All right. I'm reading a book that I learned about on this podcast called The Book of Longings by Sue Monk Kidd. Do you remember talking about this? So this No, is, I don't remember this. This is uh it was on the bestseller list. I guess we'll see if it's still there. But this is the book about the girl who is uh married to Jesus. Okay. And I love and? it. I don't know, it's it's great. It's really captivating. I was I was intrigued by it when you read the synopsis. And so I looked it up and like read a little sample and I was like, this is fascinating. So I got me a copy, and I've been pounding through it right now. And I want to get through it quickly, too, because I also have the, the Hunger Games prequel that I am anxious to read and have had heard. Wow. I know. Wow. Look, I know. Looks like big books got to you. They did. I loved that series. I loved that series long before there were movies. And the thing is, I like I mentioned this last week, I don't need a, a villain origin story, but I've heard some positive reviews from people who I would normally expect to be skeptical about this kind of thing. So that encourages me to think it will be good. But right now I'm reading the Book of Longings and I'm having a good time with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, I'm reading X-Men Schism. We'll see how that yes. goes. Why are you reading Schism? What is it? I don't know. Because you want to read Avengers versus X-Men? Well, I, w- I was coming up on Avengers versus X-Men, but I'm to the point like in the timeline where Schism was happening. So I reached out to known Marvel expert Eric Mickles and said... You would read Schism, and then you would read... Oh, who's the... Like, Jason Aaron's Wolverine and the X-Men series, which yeah. lasted eight volumes. Yeah. And then there's an uncanny X-Men of Cyclops-like uh, Utopia team, which actually oh. had some pretty fun sinister stuff in there. I don't think I have that on my list. I'm going to have to add that. I'm going to have to add that. All right, so yeah, I'm reading Schism. Uh, I loved Wolverine and the X-Men, that Jason Aaron series. It was so fun, but... I remember the first... I remember reading the first volume because you bought it for my wife for Christmas, and so I read her copy of it. But that was forever ago when it first came out, and I haven't read any more. So I've only read the first four issues of that. So I, gotta I have no memory of buying that. You did. What a nice what a nice little gift that was. So thoughtful of you. So thoughtful of you. It's <laughs> almost her birthday. A lot of quarantine birthdays here in the Gunning mm. household... Uh, making things difficult so yeah i'm not holding out hopes for my august birthday yeah so we'll see we'll see how it goes i've been watching some stuff how much you have to pay me to go see a movie theater in the next in this year in 2020 2500 bucks Mm, wait 2500 or 25,000 2500 bucks 2500 smackaroos no and free concessions Free concessions? Yeah, free concessions. In the the concessions are what I'm going to stay away from. Oh. Excuse me, stranger. Just hand me a whole bag of buttery popcorn. Well, so you can stick my hand in there. You can get pre-wrapped stuff. You get <laughs> milk duds or yeah. whatever. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my That's... final offer, and you left that cash on the table. Let me tell you about I some sure of the did. stuff that I've been watching. I think I've mentioned this before, but Dead to Me on Netflix with Christina Applegate and Lee yeah, Cardellini. Good we're thing, because the second season just started. I know. The trailer spoiled we, the first season. I know, it does. Yeah, we were we were uh, not finished with the first season yet, and the, the, that trailer started, and I was like, ah! You know, just threw a brick yeah. at my TV, and then it stopped. But um, oh, yeah, sure. we're in season two, and it, it is, uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there's so many turns in that show where you just think like, oh, wow, okay. But that's a lot of fun. Also stumbled upon a weird one. It's a Norwegian show called Ragnarok. We've watched the first two episodes with subtitles, and it's 
pretty cool. We're we're pretty into it. It's interesting. I I described it to a friend of mine when I was trying to recommend it as if like Acorn TV and Smallville had a love child. I feel like it would be this Ragnarok show because it's kind okay. of like a low key like moody mm. mystery, but mm-hmm. also some people have superpowers. So uh, speaking of Acorn TV, yes. that was uh, that was my mom's Mother's Day gift this year. Oh, okay. we got her subscription to Acorn TV. And is she enjoying it? What's she like? I yeah. think so. I think she's watching Doc Martin. Doc Martin. Okay. Yeah. I've not like, seen Doc you, Martin. What do you do right now during quarantine? Acorn, Acorn TV. TV. Acorn yeah. TV is the way to go. That's why we have yeah. Netflix. We haven't had Netflix since like getting discs was the hip thing to do. But uh-huh. with this, we were like, okay, let's sign up for some Netflix. <laughs> and so, uh, so we have. Yeah. So it's basically. I that. know you watched the first two seasons of uh, Stranger Things on DVD. I did. Checked out from the David A. Howe <laughs> Public Library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were watching that with my brother uh, every week, season three, and now we started uh, watching um, the Dark Crystal, whatever the Age of Resistance, Age of whatever it is. We've been watching the Dark Crystal with my brother every week. Okay. I'll tell you one thing that I am excited about, and this is this is more news. So why we can transition to book news, even though this is more TV news. But they have finally officially greenlit that they're doing a, a, a Pike on the Enterprise series for CBS All Access. Yeah, okay. So, like, I wanted to complain on Twitter about uh, them doing another prequel Star Trek series, but then I realized I didn't care. No, no, I don't think they care at all. And technically, it's a, it's a sequel to Discovery. So, I mean, really... You know, mm-hmm. that makes it okay. Yeah. No, I know you. You stopped watching Star Trek Discovery the first time I stopped watching Star Trek Discovery, right? So you've seen like right. the first six episodes. I think right. his portrayal of Pike Anson Mount is the actor's name. Uh, also played Black Bolt in the Inhumans. Probably other mm-hmm. things he wants me to mention, but I don't remember him. Um, I think that Pike would win you over, and I'm very excited about this uh, TV series with him. Rebecca Romaine is number one, and Ethan Peck as Spock. Star Trek Strange New World supposed to be more optimistic and more episodic, and I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah, the Rebecca Romaine thing is a pretty good sell for me. She's good. She's fun in it. She she does a nice job, because that character from the original Star Trek pilot, The Cage, is very, like, business and, and cold, and she does a good she does a good job. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that series. I can't, I mean, I would take that over more Picard a thousand times over. Snap. Anything else you want to share book news-wise, or, or do we get right to the... Uh, right to the bestseller list. The Nebula Awards are coming out, so next time we're going to be talking about the Nebula Awards. But right now... Winners. Shall we look at some uh, New York Times bestsellers? <sighs> yeah. Number 10, American Dirt by... Uh, I mean, this is the hardcover and ebook fiction. Combined. Good thinking. American Dirt by Janine Cummings. Garofalo. Bookseller flees Mexico for the United States with her son while pursued by the head of a drug cartel. Number 9, Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner. Just ordered a copy of that for the library. Daphne Berg's former best friend asked her to be the maid of honor at her wedding in Cape Cod. Aw. You know what's difficult, Eric? Keeping up with ordering, like, hip new things at the library when we don't have any people to interact with. And mm. we're just, like, doing it in a cold vacuum. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Number eight, The Last Trial by Scott Turo. An 85-year-old defense lawyer puts off his retirement to aid a Nobel Prize winner in medicine who is accused of insider trading, fraud, and murder. I had a, a lovely conversation with Scott Turow at the ALA conference a few years back, and he signed my copy. This was in oh, okay. this was in Chicago several years back. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the Prince and Me. Yep. The Prince and I? The, the King and I. 
King and I. I saw Rogers and Hammerstein's The King and I, and I saw Aladdin. King and I was great. Aladdin was a dumpster fire. Yeah. I hated it. Number seven, Normal People by Salah Rooney. If the you Connecticut... add friends, if you add friends for Jasmine and Aladdin, you have lost your premise and your reason for them to get together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, number seven. The connection between a high school star athlete and a loner ebbs and flows when they go to Trinity College in Dublin. Oh. Number six, the 20th victim, the 20th book in the Women's Murder Club series. Lindsay Boxer looks into the murders of destructible persons in three separate cities by James Patterson and Maxine Pietro. Number four, Walk the Wire by David Baldacci. The sixth book in the Memory Man series, Decker and Jameson investigate a murder in North Dakota town with a fracking boom. Hmm. Number four, If It Bleeds by Stephen King. There are four novellas in here. Number three, Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste and G. An artist upends a quiet town outside of Cleveland. Number two, watched that? Sorry, have you watched Little Fires Everywhere yet? No. Is that one you intend to or no? No. Okay. I do want to. I do want to. Okay. But I haven't seen it yet. I love that book. It's a good book. Okay. Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Mm-hmm. Quiet Town in North Carolina Coast in 1969. A young mm-hmm. woman who's arrived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. Murder Number suspect. one, Camino Wins by John Grisham. The line between fact and fiction becomes blurred when an author of thrillers is found dead after a hurricane hits Camino Island. I just need to buckle down. I just need to like shell out the dough to buy this book because I really want to read it. And I don't know when mm-hmm. I'm going to get my hands on a library copy. Sure. All right. That was so it. That's, that's yeah, it. that was number one. That's it. Okay. Are you ready for the third that's part? That's the best. The third part of our quarantine recommendation series. Are you ready for it? I've been ready since February. What third part of a series was your favorite? Is it? Can you think of any trilogies where number three is the best? Uh, Return of the King was one for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and now I just love them all. Okay. Uh, is that what about Return of the Mac? Was that the third of anything? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know if it was the. Tr- if anything, it's probably just the sequel. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, part three of something that I re- so Return of the King was pretty fantastic. I wouldn't uh, say I wouldn't say that Back to the Future Three is my favorite of the trilogies, but it does deliver. Darn oh, it! There we go. Darn it! Yeah. Does it deliver? You know? Um, Last Crusade is my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies. That's a solid choice. I understand that. And. Uh, I just had it, and now I lost it. Oh, well. You know what? I'm in the minority here. I was going to say Revenge of the Sith, but it's also the sixth movie. True. <laughs> in some way, well, so. Return of the Jedi is my favorite of the original Star Wars trilogy, yeah. so don't yeah. at me. But um, okay. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, is my favorite of those movies. I really like what it does. And, boy, it's neck and neck. Original, like, Star Trek reboot J.J. Abrams is that better than Star Trek Beyond? What, do you, uh, yeah. what do you think? Star Trek Beyond is probably the best one. I kind of think it is, yeah. yeah. They just get to have fun. I mean, the first one's very, very good, but the third one, I don't know. It's well, real good. I think with the first one, there's a lot of things that you have to be like, but he's a cadet. Why would they make him a captain? Or mm-hmm. what was Nero doing for 25 years in between when he showed up and then came back to kill everybody? Mm-hmm. That one has a lot of things where you just have to be like, okay, I still love it, but mm-hmm. uh, Beyond doesn't have that problem, though. It's just right. fun from start to finish. Darn it. Let's yeah. watch that movie right now. I saw Born Ultimatum twice in theaters, mm. so that was a okay. good time. All right. Yeah. All right. I can't think of it. One. I mean, nobody likes X-Men The Last Stand. Oh, what about Logan? If you if you look about the uh, the Wolverine. Just the Wolverine movies. Wolverine yeah, Logan trilogy. Count. Okay. Just to count. So, All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, superhero trilogies tend not to do so well. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's usually the sec- it's weirdly the second one that's been better uh, in these past decade or so. Look, uh, I'll defend Superman three. Anybody who I wants know. to fight me about Superman three, I'll defend that movie because they did something totally different with it. And yeah, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't always work. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's a good time. But when he- what I'm not a huge fan of is. The second movie not really having much to do mm-hmm. with the first movie, mm-hmm. but then the third movie having everything to do with either the first or the second movie. Yeah, yeah, because looking... it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So like, mm, what 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 am I? I don't know. You can't think what you're thinking, thinking of. of. You can't well, make like a comparison the... there. No, I guess I can't. I guess I don't have a good example. Wait, I think wait. about the Dark Knight. Is that really uh, true? Because I thought you were doing a thing about the J.J. Abrams Star Wars movies. Oh, no, I was thinking of, like, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay. And how it's, like, remember Ra's al Ghul? But, like, the second movie didn't care about Ra's al Ghul. Didn't care at all, but no. Okay. Because they can't they can't really do much, they can't do anything about the Joker. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Or the Ooh. Matrix movies. Boy, I saw those sequels in theaters. I could not, I remember there was an orgy, and the Oracle was a different lady. And they were like, you're different now. Those are the yeah. two things I remember. I saw Matrix Revolution's Midnight Showing. It mm. did not live up to that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay bummer well that is a that is a long way around to introduce our topic for the day and that is uh trilogy no but i would do that episode if you want to do that episode we're talking about tv shows tv shows to binge while in quarantine this was a tough one for eric to do and i appreciate you uh i appreciate you i just haven't been watching tv like my wife has been yeah but i i haven't like I just kind of live my day like Mm -hmm. a ghost and then nighttime comes around and I watch something on the Criterion channel and then I uh, go to sleep. Well, I got to tell you, full disclosure, not everything on my list are things that I have binged over this time. Oh, yeah. same. Just things that I think are are suited for this time that I've already seen. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we should start with the one that was on both of our lists. And that one that was on both of our lists. We did Parks and Recreation. Oh, we both had Parks and Rec. Yes, we did, which aired on NBC from 2009 to 2015 and just recently had a one-off special. It is, it's available for streaming on Hulu and Netflix. I loved it's this on show. YouTube as well, yeah. I loved this show pretty much start to finish. I mm-hmm. thought it really, really was one of the more optimistic shows on TV. You know, I mean, it came in the heels of The Office and took a season to sort of make its own mark. But I think once sure it did... did I was, it was a show that just made me happy every single week. You yeah. Know? When it was fun. on, I just loved watching it. It just, all the characters pleased me. I liked their relationships. And Crazy to think that at one time, NBC Thursday was The Office, Parks and Rec, Community, and uh, 30 Rock. 30 Rock, I know. And yet, like, not great ratings. For yeah, I know. Three of those shows. I know, yeah. Yeah, people don't know how the to reward days. good behavior. No, they don't. No, they don't. So definitely, I think if you, I think you have to have. I broke mine into genres here, and I think you have to have a sitcom to just be be watching slowly. But we've been watching a lot of the CBS sitcoms like Man with a Plan that just got canceled. But I feel like Parks and Rec because of its optimism and because of just the joy that it brings. That's why I picked it. Why Why was it on your list, Eric? Uh, well, I think it's a bit more traditional of the two sitcoms I picked. Mm-hmm. I think it's more consistent than something like 30 rock but it's 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 very funny it, it does one of the things i like in sitcoms where you feel like there is actual character progression and change definitely whereas you know 
most sitcoms that just they're always the same. Every episode that just resets. Yeah. Parks and Rec has uh, character growth and everything, and I like that. And also, it's just nice to remember. I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a positive view of government workers pre twenty sixteen. That's true. So yeah, in an outdoor capacity. Mm-hmm. Who can yep. who could imagine? I think it's I think it's perfect. All right, uh, give me give me another one on your list. All right, I'll give I'll do the other sitcom I have on my list, which okay. is Community. Yay! Which is on Hulu, but uh, it has moved over to Netflix now. Yeah. So if you've uh, never watched Community, now's the time to do it. It's uh, one of the most creative and hilarious shows. Uh, my favorite sitcom of all time. Mm-hmm. And my favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same show at the end and in season six that it was in season one yeah. in some ways yeah, in just true. terms of cast. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's very funny. And again, it's one of those shows where like the characters kind of evolve as the show goes as well. Yeah. That's, it's interesting that that community was able to make some of those transitions. So this show yeah. ran from uh, 09 to 2015 first, what first five seasons on NBC. Then it moved first over to five seasons Yahoo. on NBC. Yeah. And then to Yahoo. But I thought that was one that um, it was hard for me to transition into the sixth season because it is tonally it's a, it's a big change. And yeah. when I started it the first time, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. And then we sort of circled back around and, and restarted that that season, and I ended up loving it. Yeah. And, and I think what really speaks to the creativity of those writers and those actors is that by the end, even though it was a very different show, like with what's set up in the final episode, I thought, yeah, I would watch this show. You know, like if they made essentially oh, yeah. a spinoff with with the, you know, just like two or three of the main characters and continued on, I would absolutely watch that show. And there is precedent for that. If yeah. You think, if you think uh, about like the golden age of television, you had the Andy Griffith show. And when Andy Griffith decided like he wanted to leave that show, they brought in a new lead and changed the name to Mayberry RFD. And mm-hmm. it ran for another five or six years. Same with All in the Family. When they wanted to continue and just Carol O'Connor, they made Archie Bunker's place and just continued on with like, you know, one or two of the primary characters. If Community had done that, I would have stuck around for it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not wasn't up to uh, everybody. Yeah. It was. Uh, it, they basically killed uh, Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, they ended up costing Yahoo TV like all their budget. Yeah. So. Yep. Would you say it's like the creativity, the cleverness of it that that keeps you coming back? Why you would why you would yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, I like the I like the concept episodes a bit. There's a, but then I also just really like the they're just hanging out in class. The fifth season had some hilarious. Every every time I watch it, there's like a a new episode. I'm like, oh, that one is really good. So yes, the creativity is there, but I think it's just I mean the cast is just like a killer cast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got a. Uh, donald glover before he was too famous to yeah uh to know any better and then you know he he ended up leaving in season five but you know and and then re-watching it a couple of times you you kind of forget how off to the side the dean is in the first season yeah and then he starts showing up more and it just he just kills me every every episode he's just so funny Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I wonder, so. I wonder if you'll agree with me on this, but I've always felt like community in a lot of ways is sort of a spiritual successor to news radio. Maybe. Do you see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, sure. Because I yeah. feel like news radio had, had a similar sort of, I mean, they're even... I think it's more like Night Court. Really? 
news radio had a similar sort of a vibe. I mean, it's even like characters around a table a lot of the times, but they would also do crazy concept episodes. Like news radio had an episode that was just set on the Titanic, you know, or, or just set in the future or whatever. Um, and they would do that kind of thing and they would just throw crazy, unexpected things at you. So in my head, I kind of think of those two shows as being in some ways cut from the same cloth. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay. Uh, I mean, also, there's a lot of Simpsons DNA in both Parks and Rec and Community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's true. I picked a procedural because I think you gotta have you gotta have uh, you gotta have like a cop show in the mix. I think so. The one that I really would put on my list here would be Law and Order: Criminal Intent, which ran from 2001 to 2011. Started on NBC, uh, moved over to USA towards the end. Jeff Goldblum comes on the show, and it's just great. I love Jeff Goldblum on that show, but. This, a lot of ways, the main character of this pulls a lot from Columbo, like has a similar vibe to Columbo, and I feel like was clearly an inspiration uh, for that character. But this this show and all Law & Order shows are like impossible to watch. It's not streaming. Um, I have some of the DVDs because I got some actually right at Music Alley in Wellsville, but um, we've been watching Law & Order Criminal Intent. But because it's so hard to find, I'm going to give you an alternate suggestion here, and that's CSI Miami. So CSI Miami ran on CBS from 2002 to 2012. It's on CBS All Access and it's on Hulu. Um, it's, it was always my favorite of the uh, CSI shows. The, I think the mysteries are good. I think the cast is fun. And I think it's, it's a good show to just sort of put on, watch a few episodes while you have pizza. <laughs> that, that's it for me. What, what do you got? Give me a uh, genre. What's your genre choice? My genre choice? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm picking uh, the entire DC animated universe. Okay. I guess you can do... With the DC app? A lot of it's on DC Universe. Yeah, and of course you can buy seasons on, on DVD or on Google or Vudu. But... Yeah. yeah, I've got it all on DVD, so however you get it. But Here, I mean, are, started... here are the facts I have for you, Eric. The DC Animated okay. Universe uh, aired on Fox, the WB, and Cartoon Network with uh, episodes airing from 1992 to 2006, encompassing the shows Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, The Zeta Project, Static Shock, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, I mean, starting from Batman and just going all the way to Justice League Unlimited, you will be rewarded because Justice League Unlimited really starts to pull from uh, both Batman and Superman's The the Cartoon mm-hmm. Series, and also some Batman Beyond stuff in there yeah. as well. So um, I think in one episode also you see Static Shock yeah. from those old cartoons. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I feel like it's it's hard to pre to recommend this if you're not interested because true if if you are you've probably seen it but if you, you've just been putting it off if you're younger or older uh, for me it's my definitive uh, DC universe mm-hmm. in so many ways anytime I see a character anytime I see Brainiac and he's just not the DC universe uh, animated universe Brainiac I'm like well I don't have any time for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, sticking with the uh, genre suggestions for a minute, and this is another one where I've got two because one's kind of hard to find. So first, I'm going to say Star Trek Discovery. And we talked about this a little bit at the top of the show already. But uh, even though it takes some fine time to sort of find its sea legs, I really feel like it's just serialized enough that it's compelling to like watch the next episode, watch the next episode, watch the next episode. And it does some cool and some pretty unique things in there that I think even if you're not a Star Trek fan going back and this was like your first Star Trek, I think you'd be fine. I think you'd be fine sitting down with uh, Star Trek Discovery. So we have this uh, in our collection at the library. I know we have it on DVD. It's also on CBS All Access, but outside of that, that's 
really no other option. So I'm going to give you an alternate suggestion, and that is Smallville, which ran (laughs) on the WB and CW from 2001 to 2011. This is all on Hulu. I know that because we watch it with uh, our friend Kendra remotely every single week. And uh, right now we're on our rewatch. We're just finished season eight, moving into season nine. And then I think that I like about the show is that I don't really think you have to be a comic book fan to get into the show because especially in the start, it feels more like cut from the cloth of like a teen soap than a superhero show. But I think it actually makes the transition into being a a more like deeply rooted action-based superhero show um, better than you'd think it would. And by the time you get to the late seasons, it's really like a spinoff of itself by the time you get to like, you know, season seven or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty crazy. But I think Smallville is a lot of fun. And if you're Yeah, a fan... but your stinking Smallville show kept certain characters off my DC Animated Universe show. Well, like Superman Returns, for example, made it mm-hmm. so that they couldn't do any romance between Lois and Clark. Like, Look, that was, I wanted to that was the rule anyway. For picking... Uh for picking Smallville, but when we, at the library, somebody had donated the first five seasons mm-hmm. of Smallville to us, and this is like 2018 or something, and all these other DC, there's no shortage of superhero things. Like, there were in, what was it, 2000, 2001? Yeah. When did it air? 2001. 2001, so, which was like, we had we had just had X-Men 1. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have this first Spider-Man movie. So no, like It was right, time, on, right on the heels of Lois and Clark. There was like maybe one to two years in between Lois yeah. and Clark stopping in this. But in 2018, somebody donated the first five seasons on DVD to the library. We put them in the collection, and they did not stop. I had to buy the next five seasons. I had to finish the collection because people were checking them out in droves. It was crazy. Well, I think, you know, now with all the the CW shows, and it's crazy that Smallville never had a spinoff or that these, you know, I guess they sort of retroactively connected it through the Crisis on Infinite Earths episodes. But, um you know, a lot of things that are done in the, in the current CW shows, I watch it and I see people be like, oh, that's so great. And I think Smallville did it first. He was on <laughs> Smallville first, you know. So, I, yeah, I think it's. I think you're going to have a good time with Smallville. So, And there's 10 seasons, you know. So, I mean, there's plenty to binge in that. Yeah, that's true. And they had, like, full seasons, too. They did, yeah. Like, oh. this is still, like, 22-something episodes yeah. a season. The only real short season is season seven, and that was the writer's strike year rider strike yep and so yep all right what else you got buddy uh okay i guess the best place to find this stuff is netflix right now but you can also just find it anywhere youtube or whatnot mystery science theater which Mm -hmm. i'm surprised didn't make your list here's why here's why it didn't because i feel like mystery science theater you need a minimum of four people to watch mystery science theater Mm, maybe i just think I think the jokes are much funnier when you have a group sitting there watching it. And so, like, just mm-hmm. for my wife and I to sit down and watch Mystery Science Theater, I don't really see it happening. If you want to watch Mystery Science Theater over Skype, you let me know. We'll, we'll set it up. I, I find it uh, to be very much like comfort food. Yeah. Uh, so I have watched it with just uh, me and Kendra before. Yeah. Or I even have just by myself. Yeah. Sometimes I've been doing other stuff and I just throw on uh, Warrior of the Lost World. Yeah. Oh, I or, don't know. Or something else. Yeah. <laughs> he's pouring out the last world (laughs) it's just so funny and i think it's because like i get what you're saying like you want more people there to laugh and stuff because the humor can be so esoteric like it's a lot of the humor is so esoteric and dated even for when it was on in the 90s Mm -hmm. it's like what, what who is that they're talking about yeah uh, so like it helps having other people be like that means this. I think but, too, it's one of the rare shows that like gets better the more that you watch it 
too. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Something like yeah. some of the ones that I've seen the most would be like Final Sacrifice or Hobgoblins mm. or Mitchell. And mm. like, especially Mitchell. The first time I watched it, I was sort of like, yeah, that was, that was okay. That was funny. It's kind of slows down. Every time I've watched it since then, I've just laughed harder and harder and harder. And it's Mystery Science Theater is just endlessly quotable too. If you're yeah. not if you're not familiar with what it is, give them a little tell, explain. Well, what see, it is. that's why I was gonna say I find it okay to watch by myself because it's a human and two robots just watching bad movies and joking about them. Yeah. So it kind of all in its own way makes you feel like you're just in the room as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I totally get like a watch party mentality for it. So that can be harder. But if you're also like craving some companionship, the way the show works, both when they're watching the movie and when they're doing the little skits, it kind of includes mm -hmm. the viewer in some ways. Almost yeah, like how, it's like an adult version of like those Nickelodeon shows where they're like, do yeah, you blues, know blues. where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, see the watering can anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear you. But yeah, I mean, there's like, what, 200 episodes? Something like that. It, it ran, it started as a local, yeah. like, public access show on KTMA, yeah. went to Comedy Central, was on Sci-Fi mm -hmm. and ultimately Netflix. Episodes airing from 1988 to 2019 and a theatrical film, uh, yeah. this, this Island Earth, which I absolutely love. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, we used uh, to rent that I... from Blockbuster on VHS <laughs> and watch it when I was a kid. Last time I checked, Netflix had like a 20 episodes okay. on it. And plus then, the new season, plus the current plus season. Plus the right? new yeah. two seasons, yeah. Uh, but you can find Mystery Science Theater has its own YouTube page. There's also a Mystery Science Theater like uh, streaming thing, which probably isn't totally legal, but you can find like all the episodes there to watch. So it's good. And we have quite a few episodes in our collection. So whenever the library reopens, you know, come check it out. Yeah. So it's a show, but they're movies. So you're actually killing two birds with one stone there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Be the envy of all your post-quarantine friends when you tell them you've watched Manos, Hands of Faith. <laughs> For my next, I've got an old faithful on here. So this is uh, when I, I had surgery uh, several years back and was just stuck at home on the couch for a long time. So kind of like now, only I'm more mobile now. Um, and I watched probably five or six seasons of ER, the classic NBC show, <laughs> airing from 1994 to 2009. I think ER very much deserves its reputation. You know, it was like the most watched show when it was on. Everybody loved it. Everybody was talking about it. The kind of surprises that they were able to pull off, you would never be able to do now. There's mm -hmm. there's an episode where George Clooney's character comes back out of nowhere. And at the time, NBC didn't even know. Like, they didn't even know that it was happening until it aired on TV. And they were like, what? George Clooney's on this show? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, ER manages... Uh, to transition its cast. So by the end, you don't have any of the original characters there anymore. But they, they're they able to transition so smoothly that even though you're losing characters that you like, um, you don't feel like a real, uh, this is the cutoff point. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that that one is, is very marathonable and definitely worth the watch if you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. You can watch that on Hulu. Um, I have all the DVDs because right. I'm a nerd, but uh, ER is if, yeah. definitely worth your time if you haven't seen it. Have you seen any ER? Uh, no, okay. I can't. Doctor procedurals are too much. For I, I just yeah, because then there's gonna be like, okay, I just gotta yeah. stick my hand into this guy's kidney and yeah. slice open. I'm just I can't sticking their hands in kidneys. I don't. I don't know in how kidneys work. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So that's anyway. That's I got one more. Well, you got one more too. I think right. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, 
Listen, I don't know how you can watch this anymore because I can't find it. You have to find it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to suggest, I don't even know. I can't even remember when it came out. The I Love The dot, 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 VH1 series. Yeah. Started on the, the BBC. BBC did three episodes in 2000 and then VH1 took it over. Mm-hmm. And the most recent episode was 2014. Okay. The I mean, the first one was the I Love the 80s and then they did the I Love the 80s Strike Back. And I love, I, at the time they did it, I Love the 90s. Mm-hmm. It, we were like four years past the 90s. Yeah. It felt so stupid. But they yeah. also did the I Love the 70s. And so, like, if you just want absolute sugar pop culture junk food yep. right now at this time, each series was only 10 episodes, an episode a decade. And it was just a whole bunch of, like, comedians and low-grade celebrities yeah, very low. talking about events during the 80s, 70s, and 90s, and then they would redo them. And, like, at the time, like, I I was addicted. I, I watched the whole I Love the 80s thing all the way through. And this was one of those things. This, see, this takes me back to, like, when, like, yeah. channel surfing was a thing because mm-hmm. never could I flip through the channels and land on one of those shows and not stop and watch it. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just yeah. have to. Yep. Yeah, and... It's weird. This is this shows you how like messed up we are as like a species. I'm weirdly nostalgic for the nostalgic show. I love the '80s right now. Like I, I want. <laughs> I'm nostalgic for the show that is a nostalgic show yeah. about these decades. Yeah. Uh, and it'd be nice to rewatch the I love the '90s now. Now that we're 20 years past it, yeah. as opposed to you know four years by. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just think like. I, I'm surprised they're not like airing those right now. Like, boy, 2020 sucks. Remember the 80s? I love the, you know, <laughs> yeah. Bring that stuff. They, I remember yeah. then VH1 did that, and then they turned it into a series called "I Love Last Week" or something about last mm. week. Last week was, and so like they would just talk about all the dumb pop culture stuff that yeah. happened in that week. Isn't that and, just the soup? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I love the. 80s was a fun time and then if you keep playing that so i think really you have to just find it on youtube now but i assume some people have made playlists of it at least that's where i found a few episodes yeah yeah it's probably there all right my last pick this this was a hard one this was hard for me because i felt like in this you need you need sort of high drama you need something a little soapy and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, ideas on what you, what this could wait be. you need something more drama and soapy than er and smallville yeah yes and so there there are three that i was going back and forth and so i'm going to give you in in those disorders so first uh i mean speaking of loving the 90s i gotta say beverly hills 90210 because that show that show hooked me like as a child when i was nine being like dylan what's gonna happen you know um that ran for 10 seasons on fox it's on hulu and cbs now but i honestly think maybe that's not even quite as like out there like drama wise as i feel like you need right now so i think another good option would be gray's anatomy which started in 2005 and continues to this point but i'm not going to put that one on the list because it's open-ended first of all it's not over it's got 15 seasons plus two spinoff series so there's just Mm -hmm. so much of it that i understand why that would be daunting so i'm gonna say desperate housewives which ran Ugh. on which ran on ABC from 2004 to 2012. It is uh-huh. available on Hulu. I just think the show's a lot of fun. I think it's clever. It's well written. The the actresses I think all just like nail their parts. And that was one that that I my wife and I both. I mean, we just like stuck with that right to the end and had a great time with it. And I think it's perfect for uh, this moment in time to just sit down and watch Terry Hatcher trip over things and stuff. I love it. 
I love it. Uh, you had yeah, a big response to Desperate Housewives, and you're not a fan. I'm just not a fan of like that kind of drama. Okay. That kind of like domestic drama I kind see. of stuff. Do you want to watch? Really... Do you want to watch Melrose Place? Do I want to watch Melrose Place now? No. Thank oh, you. Oh. Okay. Thanks for considering. You know, I always thought Melrose Place was like a mansion that Heather Locklear owned. Oh. And people would hang out there, uh-huh. and she was Melrose. I see. And that was Melrose's place. I didn't thought... realize it was just an apartment complex. More of a, of a sex... dynasty situation. Young adults living. You know in, what's yeah. funny? Melrose Place in its first season. Um, I, I do a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, as people may or may not know. Yeah. 90210, yeah. here we go. And we were just covering some of the Melrose Place stuff. And what's funny is that Melrose Place was a spinoff of 90210, which was hugely popular. And Melrose Place was not popular in its start. And so it was really failing and not doing well. So they bring in Heather Locklear, who was like known for big nighttime soaps, to come right. in. She is, um, it says, special guest star Heather Locklear. And then she stays with the show throughout the run of the show and is billed as a special guest star for like 250 episodes. <laughs> but Heather Locklear was like the thing that shored up and saved Melrose Place. Right. But Melrose Place is way over the top. It's like mm-hmm. ridiculously over the top. So I wouldn't recommend that for this either. So I think Desperate Housewives is, is the one that I'm going to settle on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I don't know. If I had to pick a procedural, I guess I would go with uh, elementary. elementary. Oh, okay. One of the few that I've sat down and watched a whole bunch of. Is that over? It is over. Okay. Yeah. And it was, be... what was it? Was it CBS? Yeah, it was CBS. I and... don't know. It, it was good. I I mean, it's performance-based. So, okay. you know, it's a procedural, but the two characters are fun together. So, I mean, that's a Sherlock Holmes show. They Do they play mm-hmm. Holmes and Watson? Yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Lucy Liu plays Watson. Uh, but it's like modern it's, day. It's just modern day. They They play around with the lore a bit. It's not just like the American version of Sherlock. Okay. It, it's very much its own beast. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one. I I don't think I would have been super interested in watching that, but you always talk about it when this when this kind of things come up. So that makes yeah, me it, I mean, a little just, more curious to see it. It depends on how you feel about like the super detective genre. Yeah. That what like Monk repopularized. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I haven't thought of Monk in a long time. That was also a good show. Mm-hmm. I I did yeah. watch Monk start to finish, but I never finished Psych. Did you? Mm, no, I never watched Psych. Oh, never Monk. watched it at all. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. My wife has a much like darker taste than I. She was suggesting uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Uh, which I think is four seasons, but then you also have the Better Call Saul like prequel yeah. series right yeah. now that everybody seems to be absolutely mm-hmm. in love with. Mm-hmm. Uh, she suggested Lost. And she's thinking about rewatching it, so you know, bear with me because if she rewatches Lost, I and I'm in quarantine. I don't that's know gonna what's going to happen. That's a hard time. That's a hard time. I know yeah. she's probably listening to this podcast right now, screaming like, "I will defend Lost!" But yeah. Lost and Battlestar Galactica, for me, the ends just cut off the knees of the great early seasons. I think you can find things to like about the ends of Battlestar if you really want to, but it is very unsatisfying. If you really and la- want to. The last two seasons are harder to watch than yes, they not. are. Yes, they so, are. Well, this was yeah. an interesting, diverse list. Uh, mm-hmm. Yours, I mean, I expected Community, but I think that was the only one on your list that I was prepared for. Oh, so. yeah. All right. Well, I hope you can check out any or all of these shows that we've recommended. We'll try to put these lists up on Twitter and all that. Next week is episode 250, Eric. Can you believe it? Yeah. 250 yeah. weeks. Yeah. That's a lot. You think we should just like 
throw an outdoor party, invite all our friends, and no, no, have everybody get real close and everything. No, pick up a newspaper. Don't do that. What? <laughs> Don't do that. All right. All right. Next episode, parties to throw while you're no, quarantined. Stop it. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I mean, I think we did it. I think that's going to do it for yeah. this episode of the All the Book Show. You I think ready? we should do the best 250 books of all time. Yes. we eat, yeah. But we each have to do a list. So 500 books. Yeah, 250 Total. each, I think. 250 each. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. Can I count all 50-plus ep- books of the Animorph series? That's got to be one. Oh, boy. That's one. This is going to be rough. But yeah. do do name them all. Do name them. All right. Yep. So when I list, when I say number two is the Animorph series starting with – Yep. And then just – okay. Yep. I want that episode to go from sunrise to sunset. Uh-huh. So – should be good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, join us next week for the 250th episode of the All the Book Show. Eric, so long, my friend. Bye. Wait, should I have been recording that? Was yes. that a rough go? Yes. Okay. All right. That was the real go. That was it? That was the final was... thing? Yeah. Okay. And you wore that? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>